Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another outstanding edition of Ghost Chronicles Next Generation, as opposed to Ghost Chronicles. Okay, what the heck is that? How are you? What was that? I don't know. What was that? You're on the air now. I haven't even introduced you. Yeah, I don't know what that was. What was it? I have no clue. I didn't hear it. All right, so there you go. So, anyways, uh, with that, uh, well, you messed up my total beginning here. What I was going <laughs> to talk about, anyways, I'd like to introduce you at this time. This is someone I've known for a long time. She's one of the nicest persons I've ever met. Uh, she's a young lady who I've worked with a few times and had the, the the opportunity to work with a few times. She is Cheryl Chisholm. Hey, Cheryl. Hey, how are you? Good, good. I so love you got to call me young lady. Thank you for that. Hey, when you're my age, everybody's younger. <laughs> well, thanks. Yeah. So uh, for those who don't know, Anne is away. She's off uh, painting faces or something. Anyways, um, we are here live, of course, on uh, Tojanet Pararex and wherever else we're being played. So there you go. So Cheryl, uh, you are a spiritualist. You are big into table tipping. And you just got back from England. Yes. Um, so I travel to Ireland regularly for my day job. And um, I, it was actually back in September that I'm going to share with you my experience of attending a real, honest-to-God, amazing seance. Oh, wait a minute. You know, that's, that's kind of mean. You like saying all other seances are crap. Oh, no, they're not crap. But, man, this is the seance of seance. This is what everybody who sits in a physical circle aspires for. Okay. So uh, I've got to, before I make judgment on this, I've got to know more. So you're going to have to uh, share it with me, I guess. Okay. Um, So the medium's name is Scott Milligan. And Mm -hmm. um, he does have a website, and I can um, tell everybody what that is um, afterwards. I've yet to convince him to come to the United States, but that's on my list of things to do. So um, I had signed up to take a trance workshop with him on the weekend, and then we were going to have the opportunity to take part in a seance. And they do tell you before you um, go to the seance that you will not be able to bring um, shoes, pocketbooks, jewelry, eyeglasses, anything at all, keys, nothing, belts, everything gone has to be left outside the room. Mm -hmm. And that sounds a little strange to some people, but the reason for that is... If anything were to manifest in the room or anything were to appear, they want to know it manifested from spirit and that it wasn't okay. in somebody's pocket. Like, you know, they want everything to be on the up and up. And I can't I wa- tell you, this was so well, up and up. Okay, so I, I can tell you right now that Stephen Scott, who is a spiritualist medium from the yes. uh, Scotland, uh, mm-hmm. just went in the chat room and said that, that Scott is an awesome physical medium. So mm. there you go. You, you've got already one raving. Already. 
And yes. Stephen would know, because I'm going to guess being in Scotland, he's had the opportunity to go to England or even maybe seen Scott in um, Scotland as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and Scott does a lot at um, Arthur Findlay as well. Um, okay. And um, Anyway, so I went to see him at the Banyan Retreat, which was in Kent, England. My entire day getting there was a disaster in itself, but definitely well worth it. I was coming over from Ireland, never been to England, took me forever between planes and trains, um, no automobiles, but planes and trains, mm-hmm. and I got to my hotel at midnight, and they informed me that my reservation was wrong, and I'd been booked into the next weekend, oh. and I just sat down and told the guy, yeah, I'm not leaving, so I've never been yeah. in this country before in my life, I don't even know what kind of animals live out there. I'm just going to stay here. And he wasn't really crazy about that idea. I said, I will sleep in the broom closet in the ladies' room right here in the lobby. I don't care, but I can't leave until the sun comes up. And he still wasn't great happy about it. And I said, you can call the cops because at least I'll have a place to sleep if they come. But there you go. He, yeah, he found me another hotel that could take me because those people over in England are very nice. So okay. getting back to my experience. So anyways, um, I show up in the evening for the seance, and there were, I'm guessing, maybe 20 or 25 people. And the room that they have the seance in is a large room where we also had had our workshop that has absolutely no windows, and there are doors, but they're covered over with, I guess it's almost like a styrofoam kind of a wall that if in an emergency you could punch it out and get out. But technically, really, the only way in or out is through the door we went in. Mm-hmm. So we um, in this. Oh, and I was picked. I have to say, they tell us about beforehand what's going to go on. I was picked as what they call an independent, which means somebody independent of that work of that building, the facility, or the medium, who will take part in going in and just searching around in the room, making sure that there's absolutely nothing in the room that shouldn't be there. And then we did um, a pat down of the medium tie him into the chair inside of the um, booth because he was in a cabinet. Yeah, um, the, uh, yeah, and the, uh, everybody that went into the room went through um, the metal detector. And I think everybody got a pat down. I know I was busy patting down the medium. I don't know if everybody got a pat down or not. But mm-hmm. everybody had to go through the metal detector. And I think a pat down. So anyways, you sit in this circle and everybody has to hold hands or put a hand on the person next to them so that you will know if that person moves because everything is done with no light. And there are toys in the middle of the room. There's a drum. There's a whistle. Yeah, um, this sounds like Arthur Finley, be honest with you. Yes, it's very much probably. I haven't been to Arthur Finley yet, which is my okay. goal for this year. But um, anyway, so it starts, right? And everybody's singing. Of course, they're singing songs I don't know because they're pretty much English pub songs. I maybe knew a couple of them. And everybody's singing loud and having a great time. And before long, uh, just minutes, really, all of a sudden the drum was banging, banging like crazy, and the whistle was blowing. It was amazing. There was a squirt gun with water, and all of a sudden you could feel yourself being squirted. And remember, everybody's holding the hand or your hand on the knee of the person next to you so no one's moving. And seating was assigned randomly, so people who knew each other were not sitting together, so no one could conspire something crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, it was amazing. And they had a trumpet, which they had the um, glow-in-the-dark tape on it, and that you know floated around the room, and it tapped, apparently, I know this because it came to me, tapped me on the forehead, and it hit the guy, I guess, sitting next to me, and he said, great job, spirit. And then... Um, 
it came and it tapped me. I didn't answer. I didn't say anything. I was in total shock, honestly. Like, I'd never been part of anything like this ever. And it came back and tapped me a second time. So I said, great job, spirit. I could barely speak. But um, it was amazing. And then he did do a lot of, um, there was some voice communication. There were messages. It was unbelievable for me what went on in that room. Hmm. Everybody should have to experience it. Everybody should be able to experience it, to know, some people have said to me, what was so great about it? Like, why did you do it? Why would you want to do it again? That was proof positive what spirit energy can do. Okay. Now, uh, it, they didn't use a red light at all. It was total dark in the room, I assume. Yeah, we did total dark. We did have a um, red light we could put on if the spirit asked, that, so the control of the medium, if they wanted the light to be put on just so that we could get up and check to make sure, confirm he was still tied in, and just to um, maybe show us, like, they pulled the cushion out from underneath him on the chair he was sitting, out, yeah. I guess, up through his back and threw it out of the um, cabinet. And they wanted the light to go on so everybody could see the cushion was out there. And then they took the cushion and put the cushion back in and then threw the cushion out again. And then they lifted him up, took him out of the cabinet, turned him around, and put him back into the cabinet backwards. And okay. those are the times the red light was put on so that everybody would be able to see what they had done. Mm -hmm. It was amazing. It was so much phenomena in one room. I think it um, lasted maybe an hour and a half or two hours. It was so much phenomena that um, it was it was just amazing. I've never seen anything like that ever. So yeah, you know, I swear I'm related to to doubting Thomas. Uh, you know, I'm always skeptical. I'm really skeptical, especially because you know, if they go into total darkness, then uh, there is so much that yep. can be done. Uh, as, as I mentioned in, in my past, I, I, I'm in with. Uh, I have attended some of the uh, magician circles and stuff, and and so I, I I know some of the amazing effects that can occur. So that in that instance, uh, you know, I'm doubtful. But that doesn't mean I don't believe, or that I mm -hmm. wouldn't necessarily believe in him. But I, I do have that streak in me, unfortunately. Well, I do too. And not that um, you and I have talked about this before. Um, I tend to be skeptical before I'm a believer. Mm -hmm. You know, if somebody were to say something or do something, I'd be like, well, you know, like people see orbs and pictures. Well, what's the lighting in the room? What might have happened? What could have reflected from? So I am always quick to say, what could it have been if it was not that? I'm always excited if it ends up being spirit. But um, that's the whole reason why. They make everybody go through the metal detector, and the, somebody has to search. Two people search the room, myself and another guy. And I was thrilled to be picked as an independent because of my, you know, tendency to be a little skeptical and how real is this. And it was so real. It was beyond real. It was, it was unbelievable. So that means you're going to have to go over to Kent, England with me so that you can go to this and see it. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, that's, that's what... I am attempting to do it with my, my red light seances that I hold yes. monthly at uh, VZ, the uh, VZ Park uh, red light seance circle. So, uh, it, it, you know, I would love in, to do it. So it's not like I um, don't think it can be done. And we've had some uh, some 
some results. Uh, unfortunately, not as much as the physical stuff I would like, mostly table work. But, uh, but we've also had a lot of messages come through that were, uh, you know, very, you know, how to explain. Uh, everything from, you know, lost relatives who, you know, people we've never met before ended up crying with, you know, all that stuff. And, mm-hmm. and to, you know, a terrorist, uh, a warrant of a terrorist attack in, in Europe uh, mm-hmm. before before uh, Paris. So, I mean, we've had a strange thing. And, and we're attempting with our circle is to connect with the team on the other side. In other words, to connect with spirits that would work with us to help us achieve our goals. So that's that's you know that's what we're trying to do. And and the, it's so funny you mentioned this because at the last one and and I had no way of knowing this, but we had a couple that signed up for the last minute. They came, and he was a uh, a medium who uh, did uh, platform in in the UK, and huh. it was a, another woman with them, and so they came down. So it was great because now we had this little. Um, you, you know this feel of what they were doing on the other side, and he, he of course attended Arthur Finley as well. But uh, you know he gave me some good ideas, uh, uh, which I found interesting. Um, but you know you could tell actually, you know he had gone to Arthur Finley because he had that Arthur Finley mentality, uh, you know that the way of doing things, the Arthur mm-hmm. Finley way. So uh, it was interesting, and and it's good. I mean, I don't dismiss it. I, I actually uh, love it. I love the new ideas, and I, I constantly ask them about it. And one thing, this was kind of cool, and I, I'd like to hear your opinion. We'll get back to your science. I apologize, but I That's go on okay, my, no. my high horse all the time. Um, he suggested, I mean, we had, uh, first of all, we used the, the new eddy meter on the table, which has a geophone on it, so we could pick up vibrations easier and, and see them visually, which was kind of cool. Uh, the other thing that, that happened, he suggested uh, using the Ouija board to further connect with spirit afterwards, in other words, or vice versa, and, and we did attempt that. And so that was kind of interesting. Have you ever heard of that before in a seance where you would use a Ouija board prior or, or before, you know, asking spirit to help you on the table or vice versa uh, to yes. get more more information. Oh, you have. Okay. We so. have done that one time, table tipping um, in Canada, in Prince Edward Island, with mm-hmm. um, friends of mine, actually. A uh, young man had come through who was um, friends with one of the girls there, and um, he had so much he wanted to say that he was. you could almost see that he was getting frustrated tapping it out when we said, would you like to go to the Ouija board? And he came back and said yes, and we got the Ouija board, put it on the table, and he went on for, I'm going to say an hour. We videotaped oh, really? the whole thing. He went on for about an hour. Yeah, that's great. And everything he said was so detailed. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah. that's, okay, so, I mean, that's something we might play with, too. But, I mean, I, I my goal of this whole red light science thing is, is to get back to these original red light physical mediumship uh, where you have things like the drum drumming and the and the trumpet moving and all that stuff. That's I mean that's that's my goal and that's mm-hmm. what I'm really striving for. So um, I, I would love to sit in a seance like that, uh, especially you know because I do know a little bit about different things uh, that, that can I'm not going to say faked, but uh, little things that can be. Um, well, whatever. <laughs> Let's just yeah. leave it at that. Well, we um, 
because I was there for the weekend for a trance workshop at Scott Milligan, we had the opportunity to talk more about it the following day because everybody oh, who was in the workshop had attended the circle. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was good. And we did talk about that and about, you know, um, why it's so important because, you know, I have to say, like, when it came time to take off all my jewelry and leave my money and pretty much, you know, everything that was me, including my passport, we actually mm-hmm. left it in the trunk of the girl who I drove with, who I didn't meet until that morning. And now oh, okay. I'm taking off everything that I own and putting it in this lady's trunk and thinking, jeepers, she could be gone. I'll have nothing. Um, and so I, was, I was a little concerned with that. I thought, oh, okay. So I, I, would, I would be getting an email from you, uh, Cheryl, huh? Ron, yeah. can, can you Ron, wire please. $700? I have to get home. <laughs> I'm in trouble. <laughs> Everything I have and own is gone. Um, and, and so we talked about that. And mm-hmm. there are people who, I, you know, the funny thing is one of the gentlemen, I won't say his name because part of me is, I can't say because I can't remember his name, but I also don't want to, you know, speak because I never saw him. But right. most people in the circle um, or in the workshop there had spoke badly about him and said, oh, he's a fake, he's a phony, and they've caught him doing this and caught him doing that. Right. But a few people that were there said, I've seen him work, and he's amazing. So sadly, maybe he is amazing on some things, but then he's throwing in these other things, and now he's making, you know, he's giving himself a bad name because isn't he's that, faking isn't something. Isn't that the amazing thing, though? That's... You know, even, uh, you know, a crazy person can hear spirit. Uh, you know, yeah. you, you say, oh, he's hearing voices, you know, and, and sometimes it just may be spirit. Uh, it's in it, people who, yes, who who are deceivers at time uh, can uh, also have the experience as well. And, and I think it, almost spirit does that is to teach them a lesson at times. But uh, let me, as far as you collecting all like your, your passport and all that stuff like that, I mean, that was in reality, that was one of the things that the early um, uh, not up and up uh, mediums would do because they would get information from your wallet, from your your purse, and so forth, and then feed that oh, to a, yeah. with an earplug ear to the the medium or, or some other method. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for us I'm now, just telling um, you, I'm not saying the girl that, that I was with, yep. we put it in the trunk of our car. We didn't even take anything yeah, into so the that's building. Good. Because I didn't want to leave anything on it completely unattended, so I just left it with the stranger I knew. <laughs> but I never let her leave me. I, I yeah. knew where she was at every moment. It, it, as much as I've been critical in the last few minutes and given other alternatives, I want to say uh, very clearly that I do believe that uh, in mediumship and I do believe in uh, physical mediumship that things can be uh, moved by spirit. So... Um, you know that's that's where I'm coming from. But like I said, I, I, it's just my nature because I don't know if it's my scientific background or what. Is that I'm very skeptical. It's more I'm more of a show me kind of person. And I even you know even when I started the New England Ghost Project, you know, at first I was going to go out to either prove or disprove the existence of spirit. And then I realized that no matter what amount of proof you would have, there are some people that wouldn't believe you at all. Right. So then that I changed that. All together, and just that I would share my experiences, and you make up your mind or whatever what you want to believe. So that's I, I've changed since the original Ghost Project uh, years ago. But yeah, I, I also I, I think right. that um, people get signs and they get messages that they don't see because they don't know to be open-minded about what to see. And my example today would be: 
um, I've been sick for a few days, and I <laughs> had gone over today to have a CAT scan because they thought I had diverticulitis, and I oh, did, geez. and they were going to put me in the hospital and put me on IV antibiotics, but they let me come home since they had no beds. But I was kind of feeling sorry for myself, you know, not feeling good, coming home alone. And um, I stopped at the supermarket to pick up, like, chicken broth because that's the only thing I can live on now for a few days. Oh, wonderful. And as you know, I, you know, my husband passed away just over a year ago. Yeah. And he was a Vietnam veteran. So I parked the car, and the person parked next to me was a Vietnam veteran with the license plate. And oh, then cool. I got out of the car, and the first man walking towards me had a Vietnam veteran's hat on. And the next oh, person I saw looked exactly like Bob, exactly like him. And then I went inside the store and I saw an M&M machine that was dressed up like it was a soldier. And now somebody else might have not caught it in any of those things, but I know that was him giving me the sign that he's with me. Yep, those are signs, absolutely. Yep, those I, are the signs, I, I and definitely. people miss so many signs because mm-hmm. they're not realizing it's a sign. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I think that they're always with us, and I just don't think we're always fortunate enough to see all of the signs that they try to give us. Right. I mean, when I first started doing this, Maureen was the one that opened my eyes to that. Uh, Hers was originally with the the license plates where you get uh, your numbers, your messages through license plates. You know, if you get like three fives, like two, 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 don't, you know, don't wait for the miracle or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, and you know, three, three, three. The angels are with you, or whatever. But they yeah. and I always she would say these things, and I I never knew what they meant. And and then she explained it to me one day, and and sure enough, uh, you know, if you look, you, you see some of this stuff. I mean, it's not, uh, you know, it's really uncommon to have three numbers in a row on a license plate. You know, we're not talking about scattered. You know, we're talking right. three in a row. And, uh, and and when you start getting these signs, that's what happens. You begin to see these more and more often. And sometimes you actually see license plates with messages on them themselves, believe it or not. But there are other messages, like you said. You, you, you know, your husband was a Vietnam vet, and you saw all those particular signs that were associated with the uh, Vietnam vet. So you, you knew that that was him. And that's... You know, that's that's so important for us is to try to, uh, you know, understand what this is means and, and to definitely look from it. Don't be dismissive of them. Right. And that's it. Like, I would see my um, father's, what we always call the lucky number. And every time I see it, I used to run out and play it on the lottery. But um, actually, it was John Holland that spoke one time and said, you know, they're just synchronicities. It's not run out and play that lottery number you're going to win on the lottery. It's. We're around you. Whatever it is you're thinking about, whatever it is that's going on around you right now, we're there with you. Have I lost you? Okay. Um, so um, I'm reading the, um, po- the chats as I'm on here. If this didn't age, um, um, so what do I feel? Oh, standards of good practice. Okay, so somebody is asking me about standards of good practice and the professionalism amongst all mediums. For me, I was trained in the spiritualist church. So initially, the good thing about that is that I had really good training and that all of this training was brought here from England. And the phone's ringing, and I'm just going to keep ignoring that and talk. Um, So I believe that 
um, you have to give the evidence first and ask the question second. I've heard, I've seen mediums who have asked questions and then said, oh, yes, that's what I was seeing. I was seeing this. So I think there has to be some standard. And in England, I guess that there's a society that tests you. And um, most people go through that testing process so that they are established as professional and certified if they want to be a full-time medium. Um, am yeah, I still so alone here? No, hey, I'm back. back with you. <laughs> okay, great. I just kept talking. I have no idea if anybody could hear me. I just Some little yeah, voice said, keep talking. And I don't know if that was a spirit or if that was your somebody from your station. So I just kept talking. You know what? You talk about, uh, you know, signs. Uh, <laughs> that was pretty interesting. My yeah. computer just uh, shut down on its own uh, as I was on Skype, and it just shut down totally. Oh, okay. So you're back now. Okay. Perfect. I am back, though, and, and I, I don't know what you talked about, but I do apologize. Anyways, we're, we're coming up to the break anyway. But, uh, you know, the, the physical mediumship is, and the signs are, are so interesting and uh when we come back, we'll talk about a few other things. But um, the the one thing I want to talk about, you, you talked about the toys, and you mentioned that the drum that was beating. Could you actually hear, was it like wood on, on the drum head, or was it like hands on the drum head? Did, did it sound like? Um, no, it sounded just like it was the sticks that were there with it banging right oh. on it. Yep. Okay. Was was the drum, did it have the, the stripes on it, the glow-in-the-dark stripes, as, as the other one did? I don't recall that it did. It may have, but I didn't pay attention to that because okay. I didn't see the drum move around the room. It would have just stayed in the center. But mm -hmm. they they shot it at us with a water squirt gun. Oh, really? I mean, yeah, that was amazing. I mean, I got wet. I'm not kidding. I got wet. Yeah. So didn't other people in the circle get wet. Right. And there was a squirt gun there. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's interesting in itself. Um, it was very interesting. Yeah, so the, that gave you a different effect, and it also brought the people who were in the circle. Uh, when you sat in the circle, did you sit uh, around the table, or was it, since it was 20 people, I assumed it was just in a circle? Yeah, it was just in a circle, um, no table, and I mm -hmm. was sitting two people away from the cabinet. So on either side of the cabinet where the medium is, he's in the circle as well. He's not in the middle. He's like along the perimeter of the circle. Right. Yeah. Um, there's, he has two workers that work with him that sit on either side of him just in case anything goes wrong or for whatever reason he may need them or they may need to intervene. And then mm -hmm. I sat next to one of them and the other guy who was the other independent sat next to the woman on the other side who was his helper. So it was the him and then the two helpers and then just everybody else scattered around. Well, uh, you're going to have to hold on because uh, I hear the yep. tunes, which means we're, we're due for a break. So anyways, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles next time. Hello, hello, can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology... I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Parax Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, mustache. I'm required elsewhere on something called a K2, 
But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. Hi, I'm Ron Kolick from the New England Ghost Project. And I'm Gail Lax from Winslow Studio Yoga and Healing. And we'd like to invite you to a very special event that we're running March 18th through the 20th. At the historic Daniel Inn in Brunswick, Maine. This is a weekend retreat, Gail, right? It is. It's going to be fantastic. And it's going to be all about ghost hunting. And connecting with spirit. Ooh, that sounds fun. And we're going to try new things that have never been done before. And we'll be investigating one of the most historic houses in Brunswick. And your weekend will include some great workshops and energy, all of our paranormal investigations, some wonderful food, and a group mediumship reading as well. And a red light seance too, right? Yes. And you never know who will come through in a red light seance. You never know. And uh, if people were interested in getting tickets for this, how could they do that, Gail? Oh, they can go to our website at www.winsoulstudio.com and go to our events page, and you can put your deposit down and reserve your space for this amazing retreat. So don't delay on this rare opportunity to spend a weekend with Gail and me as we go in search Search of of spirit. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. And we are back. You are listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron Kolick and is out on assignment painting faces somewhere. And my uh, special guest is um, spiritualist and table tipper. Mm-hmm. I like calling you a table tipper. I love tipping uh, tables. <laughs> yes. Cheryl Kennedy. Oh, it was Chisholm. Sorry. Chisholm, right. Right. Uh, so anyways, uh, Cheryl, uh, we were talking a little bit before the break about objects moving and so forth. Uh, what other you know, this you said it lasted about an hour and a half. So we had the objects moving. Were there messages as well? Yes, um, and then they um, two different people got messages. So his own worker um, spoke through him to mm-hmm. everyone, and then he was able to bring in. Um, they're working on creating a voice box outside of outside of the medium, actually, like, you know, to the side of the medium's actual body and speaking through that. And so, uh, I, like a trumpet? Yeah, sort of, but it's more, it's built with energy and ectoplasm. I can't say that I saw that, but you could see and hear that it was not the same voice. It, that voice was not coming through the medium's voice. They were actually built using ectoplasm, a voice box outside of the medium's body. And so that's what, who the messages what, came through. So that was there while you were there? Yes. 
Like, oh, it wasn't that's... anything physical. You couldn't see it or anything. But, um, yeah, I don't really know a whole lot about that to explain that better than that, this. But, um, that's interesting. Yeah, very interesting. And a lot of work goes into that. I mean, I've heard about it before. I've never been, you know, well, actually, I've never seen a seance like this. So um, it was all pretty new to me. But when the spirits spoke, I didn't know they weren't, you know, wasn't a spirit that was speaking to me. But for the people that were receiving the messages, they would have told you, like, they knew the voice to be the voice of their loved one that was passed. Oh. So usually, like, when someone trances and they give a message, their voice is definitely altered in a way, you know, in a way that's not their own. But it's not always exactly the voice of the person who's passed, you know, the spirit that's speaking. But in this case, it really was like the voice of the person who was speaking because they were using um, another voice box. Hmm. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. It was pretty, I can't even say enough. That intrigues me. Uh, I can't wait to go again. Uh, okay, so uh, we actually have a question um, from the from let's see, Stephen Scott. Uh, can you ask Cheryl in this day and age when TV magician mentalist shows how apparently easy it is to create mediumship effect, which is true? Uh, how important does she feel it has become to establish standards of good practice and professional among mediumship? So um, I was saying while we had lost you that I had started to touch base on that. I think it's definitely important. As you know, I was trained in the spiritualist church, so my training was um, they were tough on us. We got really good training, and they were really tough on us. They were tough in how we presented the information that we got. They mm-hmm. were tough that we couldn't ask any questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of their training and that was then passed down to us all comes from England because it was the first spiritualist church in Boston, and or the first spiritualist temple it was actually called, and it was yep. created by people who came over from England. So they brought right. all that training with them. Um, so we, had, we they were very strict with us, and there was just no messing around. You didn't ask questions. You provided evidence that um, the people could understand, and you didn't try to make it fit. This is the biggest thing that I think I find with a lot of people out there that I've seen is if they're giving the information to somebody and they're not getting it, Somehow they make it fit for them. They make the person believe, like I certainly as a medium, I do believe if I got that information that I'm accurate because I always say it's not my story, so I don't know where it came from, so it must be right. But I'm not going to make somebody believe me that it's right, or I'm not going to twist it to make it fit better into whatever they think maybe works. You take, you know, you either take the message or not take the message. The medium may misinterpret some things, but for the most part, the message should be like 95% accurate. It's okay if they kind of got the hair color wrong or whether they called it curly and it should have, they should have said wavy. Things like that are okay. Uh-huh. So I think there should be standards, but the only people that are going to make there be standards are the sitters. Don't right. go to bad mediums. You know, you yeah. have a right to expect good messages, and if you're not getting good messages, don't go back to that medium. Don't recommend them. Right. It's, it, you know... It's so interesting the way it does, you know, the, the way message comes through. For instance, after the Red Light Science Group on uh, Tuesday, uh, the English uh, medium uh, spoke up and, you know, we're just sitting around talking afterwards and kind of standing around talking as I broke down the place. And he said, I, I don't know, I, I didn't want to say anything, but uh, I've been, 
you know, there has been this gentleman who's been here all night long for someone here, and uh, he described him as, as someone's father, and uh, he liked to bet on the dogs. And, um, you know, and he wore, uh, he gave it a little bit. So uh, the interesting thing is, is Leslie Martin, who is a medium, was there, and, and I looked at her, uh, because she and I have the same kind of uh, philosophy when it comes to our fathers that we, we kind of don't talk to them in spirit. Um, so we looked at each other saying, hmm, is it yours or is it mine? But then uh, when they said the, the dark glasses, it, it was uh, fit my father more than, than hers because she did. So, you know, I, I had the feeling that it was, you know, my father, but oh, the problem with you know, this is kind of goes with the medium thing is that people want the spirit to be their father. They want them to be, yeah. you know, yeah. their loved one. So they kind of, like you said, they try to like it, make it fit. So mm-hmm. that's why I never like jump right up and grab it because you know we all kind of want it. But I knew it was either Leslie or Maya, the way it was described. I just kind of knew that's all and. Uh, and as soon as they said the glasses, and Leslie said, not mine, I said, yeah, I'll take that. Then. And then we just left it at that, and that was mm-hmm. it. Because uh, Leslie and I, for some reason, do not like to try to communicate with our father. And, and uh, my father's tried several times uh, during events um, to come through. So, anyway. But that's yeah, I think you're right, though. People will make it fit. Oh, yeah, right. that could have been my mother, but she had um, white hair instead of black, and she had blue eyes instead of brown, and she was 5'2 mm-hmm. instead of 5'6. But, yeah, that could be my mother. Yeah. People will they, they, find a way to make things, it fit because they're desperate. Exactly. They take all the things that uh, is pertinent to them and ignore yeah. the ones that aren't. And right. they'll say, oh, yeah, I'll take that. That's, uh, that was my father. And, you know, that's... That's human nature, unfortunately. I mean, people are there because they're there for a reason. They they want to communicate with spirit uh, for the mm-hmm. most part. Uh, and and those, by the way, and uh, I was uh, talking to Jenny May, who has gone to Athlete for nearly three times, believe it or not. But and she's attended so many other circles and everything. Uh, and and she says, you know, you really want like-minded people when you do these because. If you do have somebody who uh, is there for another reason, then it, it can affect the, the flow of energy and also the messages coming through. Yeah, the and, energy is stronger if it's more Exactly, focused. that's what yeah. you said, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, and you know, here's a, another thing that I noticed over there, and I've not really seen it here, but I, I mean, personally I've seen it with my table tipping to be a problem. I've gone to several events now where, People have gotten, you know, um, mediumship um, galleries, they call them, you know, where you gather together and the mediums give her messages, yeah. where they're actually drinking alcoholic beverages. Oh, yeah. Now, maybe that's... because I was taught in a church, but there was never any alcohol involved. And I can tell you, you cannot be um, trying to do table tipping with a bunch of drunks. It won't work. Yeah. The energy Trust just me, will that, that, not work. It, and that's the same with ghost hunting, believe it or not, because, mm-hmm. you know, you're still searching for spirit at the same time. Yeah. And uh, I agree. I mean, when I do spectral evidence, which I've done for, oh, God, 13 years, and although I think that last year will be my last year, and uh, that, um, you know, it's Halloween in Salem, so you've got, you've got the drunks that come in, and it makes it yeah. so difficult, not only, yeah. not only for you, but also for other people in the group as well. So it makes it difficult. 
And it makes sense because when you drink alcohol, you alter your state. Your mind is altered. So right. that means the energy is altered. So they can't work with that. And I'm actually, I'd have to say, like, I'm pretty proud of spirit to just flatly refuse. I did a table tipping at someone's house where I was doing card readings beforehand, and then we were going to table tip. When I come out of the room where I was doing the card readings, I realized, whoa, everybody in this room is drunk. Because they've been drinking the whole time I was in the other room. Well, that table did not move at all. And I said, I will come back next week, and we'll do this again, and nobody has to pay me again, partly for my own self to know why didn't this table work. And and I said, but nobody can drink. Absolutely not one drop of liquor. And I went back the next Friday, and it worked great. So I just definitely believe the liquor is the problem. So no liquor. I say that now to everybody. No spirits. No mixing spirits with spirits. Yeah. Now, Stephen Scott, uh, he mentioned in the chat room, it's a problem over there in Scotland as well. He often refuses to work if alcohol is present during demonstrations. Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, I agree uh, difficultly. You know, I agree totally with that. Uh, but, um, you know, we try, I try to do things a little bit differently. You know that. I always think outside the box. So mm-hmm. I like doing the seance circle on a table because it, then it brings in the, that other uh, dimension of the table. Mm-hmm. And you can get uh, physical evidence to the table. In other words, now we're, we're not talking a little table like you normally do a table table. We're talking a, you know, a, uh, you know, I forget what is it, about five foot, six foot table, you know, round table. So it, it it's not... Um, it's not as easy to uh, get message through, but it, it's still doable, and it, and, it, and it just brings in more information. And we, we've been able to work with it fairly successful. Mm-hmm. So and the, the other thing, too, is that uh, when you went and you did the seance, you got all the messages through the medium. Correct. Right. And I don't know if that, that is in the spiritualist church as well, but when we do ours, anyone is allowed to speak up, and and some because sometimes spirit will go through someone else. They might look like their daughter. They might, you know, they might be more familiar with uh, that particular person, their line of work or whatever, to get a message through. Sometimes I just might find it more likable. Um, do you find? Do first of all, do they do that in, in the spiritualist circles? And second of all, is that a fault? No, um, that's actually, which is exactly what you are, really, is a development circle. And anybody that gets the message should be allowed to um, bring forward whatever they're getting for a message. Uh, That's part of developing the whole circle and making the energy cohesive. And then the other times when I would say it's only the medium speaking is more of what you'd call a gallery. It's like that's the medium show, and so the medium is the only one getting any messages and typically in a physical circle only one person the medium is the one that's making the connection and everybody else should be putting their energy into helping that medium make the connection if everybody's talking then it's pulling energy away from the medium so i believe in both yeah and and where we do the circle we're connected by hand and also by the table so we have that spiritual connection, and a lot of times uh, people on the table will feel the energy 
going through them, past through them or behind them or whatever, uh, because the, we are connected. And, and by connecting the energies, we make the medium stronger. Or sometimes we, if somebody, I mean, we try to get the same people all the time so mm-hmm. the spirit is familiar with them so that yeah. they can work with them. So, yeah, I mean, at a gallery, I would never, you know, I would never have, like, somebody else speaking up and saying stuff. Right. But, uh, yeah, and I, I think agree. for the physical there can only be one person, and actually, from what I learned was, for the physical, it can only be a physical circle. If it's an evidential circle, then people can give messages. But in a physical circle, you're working on the physical and not giving messages. That's interesting. Yeah, See, yeah. that was that was uh, that was a little bit of problem when we tried to do that because Leslie is very much an evidentiary uh, medium where she mm-hmm. gets messages, and so. It was difficult for her not to say anything, and, and and because she could, you know, see somebody or whatever. I mean, but you know, we, we asked the spirit to answer questions by doing physical mediumship. Otherwise, by, uh, you know, if if for instance, very simple. If you're a man, can you please move the table for us? You know, and, and the table would move or something like that. Right. Uh, and, you know, in that type, do you have a message for it? Can you make the table move? Boom, boom, boom. And, and do it that way. It, it, I do have to admit the last one was rather humorous because, um, you know, it's difficult for me to keep my mouth shut. Uh, so <laughs> during the, the circle, I mean, every time I, I would ask a question, the table would just totally stop. And then, then they asked the spirit, do you want, uh, do you mind if we want uh, anyways, it, it basically was it was kind of like working, saying you know that it was me they didn't want. So, but that being said, it wasn't that maybe they didn't want to work with me, or maybe they just found it amusing because everyone was laughing. You know, of course, when, right. it, when it happened, right? And they so, they do have a sense of humor, so that's oh, possible. Yeah. 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 So I, I, you know, I just find that whole thing totally amazing, and I, I would love to to learn more about. You know, a, a true physical. Uh, you know, I, I, otherwise, I would have loved to go into that. That uh, the one you did. Uh, well, I'm trying to convince them to come to um, Boston. Oh, there you go. If you do, yeah. let me know. I'll be I'm there. I'm working on that. There you go. Yeah, that would be excellent. Oh, uh, maybe we can even have them on our show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. I'll, yeah, um, so, so his name is Scott Milligan. M I L L I G A N. Message. Message me. Yeah, I'll message, so, you, I'll message you his information, and yeah. then um, you can contact him. That would be great. Yeah. It's so yeah. funny you, you say the Millican, uh, when I was, uh, my roots, when I worked for McAllister Scientific, we actually had a device called the Millican device. Oh. Oh, the Millican apparatus, excuse me, a Millican huh. apparatus. So it's kind of cool. So as soon as you said that name, it just brought back memories. Yeah, and he's but, fantastic. He was amazing. I've not seen any other physical medium work. I have seen physical mediums work, but not to that degree. You know, I've just seen tables elevate, you know, levitating and moving around. But what he did was amazing. And um, the other thing I have to say, and I bet you this is the same in Scotland. Stephen will correct me if I'm wrong. But um, those people in England devote so much time to their mediumship work. On average, the people in that workshop with me were sitting in three to four development circles a week. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, they, that, that's a priority for them. And that's why I think, that, I think their mediumship is more advanced than ours. And that's why. Because they really commit to it. 
Yeah, uh, Jenny May had told me that, uh, as I mentioned, she's. Uh, I really rely on her a lot uh, because she's attended a lot of physical mediumship seances and uh, been hot for family three times with theirs. And uh, she gave me a book uh, from somebody. I, I wish I had the book in front of me now, but I do not. But they even they even used a uh, psychic artist, and they were oh, able yeah. to draw the picture of the spirits that they were talking to, which I find totally intriguing. Uh, because I have- met a woman. Um, I mean, we have psychic goddess around here, too. Um, yep. Nancy, whose last name I can't remember yes. right off the top of my Nancy head, is Smith. a great one. Nancy yes. Smith. Yep. Um, I met a woman when I was in um, Dublin taking a mediumship class with Tony Stockwell back in December. She's from Ohio, and I want her to come out this way for a visit, and she's phenomenal. She's phenomenal as an artist. Phenomenal. So hopefully yes. she'll come. You know, see, that's the only thing is, you know, I've worked with, with Maureen for a hundred years, and she's a medium, amazing trans medium, but she's also an amazing artist, and I have always, always tried to get her to do drawings, and she just won't do them, and I, I know she would be really good at it, because she, I mean, I know she can draw really well. I mean, she's worked on... Uh, Reconstruction, like, you know, when they find, like, a skeleton, if you can reconstruct a face from her and stuff like that. She's mm-hmm. taking courses in that and everything else. And her work is even in just uh, drawing, uh, you know, she does that as a as a hobby as well. I mean, it's just amazing. So uh, to me, that that's like getting a, a, a photograph of the spirit that you're talking to. Yeah, I mean, and really, uh, the evidence in that is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's amazing. So, yeah, actually, Nancy Smith, I did have a chance to work with her at the first Spur Quest, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. And uh, she did some drawings. In fact, I still have the drawings sitting right here in my uh, uh, oh, office. She's very good, too. Yeah, so uh, maybe I will revisit her and, uh, uh, you know, connect with her again and try to attempt. Maybe if I can invite her to one of these seances, maybe she'll have luck with that, which would be yeah. kind of cool as well. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. See, I'm so glad I talked to you. Yeah, there you go. Right? New ideas. That's what we're doing. That's what we're always doing together. Yeah. So anyway, Cheryl, uh, we mentioned earlier that you are a table tipper. And do you want to tell us a little bit how you got into table tipping and why you like it so much? So when I was at the um, Spiritualist Temple, the first, the FST in Boston, we mm-hmm. did table tipping. Um, we actually did it even with folding card tables. And it was basically just, you know, the table turned clockwise for yes, counterclockwise for no, and you asked yes and no questions. And sometimes the table would levitate up, sometimes one leg might lift and then bang, but that was about it. And then I saw, um, oh, boy, I'm getting old because now everybody's name is leaving my mind. <laughs> you um, be like me. <laughs> yeah, the woman, um, she lives on the South Shore, and she does table tipping, and she was having a workshop. She actually wrote a book. Teresa Lally? Yes, Teresa, thank you. Um, She had a workshop coming, and I said, I'm going to go to that workshop. So I bought myself a table, and I took it with me when I went because I figured, you know, we'd break it in. And I took her workshop and was amazed with what the table could do. So that's when I started doing table tipping. And everybody loves it. And the reason that everybody loves it is because um, you're a part of the message. It's not just somebody sitting in front of you and telling you, this is your father, his Initials are D M 
and he says, I love you. Oops, sorry, let me walk away from my buzzer. And um, right. now the person is actually sitting at the table. You feel the energy of the table change. You feel the hug that your loved one gives you, and you're part of them tapping out their name to tell you who they are. It's amazing. It's so much more touching for the sitter than just giving them that message. Yeah, it's 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 uh, yeah, it's definitely uh, evident. Uh, I mean, I, I always say evidentiary, but it's more. I mean, it's more physical, but it's like evidence of mm-hmm. more evidence that you know. For like, for instance, dowsing. When when I first met Maureen, and she, you know, I really didn't believe in mediums. I mean, because mediums would they would just say things like you didn't know who they were talking to. You really couldn't right. see anything. Otherwise, you just they were just saying things. So that's why she used dowsing in the pendulum because I could actually physically see the the pendulum move this way and that way for answers. So it gave that one more step. That's what the table does too, right? Yeah, exactly. Hey, I just want you to know I just got a quick text that Scott Milligan is listening to us on the radio. Oh, boy, now I'm in trouble. Yeah. So that's oh, it, Scott. Boy. I know you can hear me now, and you're yep. in trouble. We're going to make you come to Boston. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, uh, that would be great. So, I mean, I, I hope that he understands what, what I was saying about skepticism and, and so forth as well. Um, He's probably a skeptic, too. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yes. I mean, you know, because I think that you have to be. In order to really validate it, in order to truly stand behind it and to believe it, you have to be a little bit skeptical. Yep. Yep, you have to be, because you can't believe everything that happens in front of you. No, I mean, you know, I mean, I used to work with a, a girl who used to be a member of my team, actually, and everything was paranormal. I mean, the lights would dim and say, oh, look, it's spirit to it. And they're like, well, it might have something to do with the air conditioner just turned on in the other room. Uh, but I'm just saying, oh, wow, that's the end of the time. That's, that's Oh, and I'll just let you know, Scott just said, yes, he's a skeptic right along with us. You have to be. All right, so uh, you can't yeah, believe everything. Scott, I'd love to have you on the show and talk a little bit more about this, too, just to let you know. But anyways, that's the doorbell, which means Peach from the Dead is here, and we've got to go, Cheryl. Okay, wanna, great talking to you. I want to thank you so much for uh, being with me, and I, and I hope you're you're feeling better. And, and uh, it certainly was intriguing about um, uh, Milligan's uh, seance. I, I find that extremely intriguing. And uh, thank you for sharing that with us and, and your other experiences as well. Great, thanks, and I hope I'll be at your group next month. Oh, you I'm will. just going to add one last thing. Scott yep. does say, well, it's okay to be skeptical. You don't want to believe everything, but you also have to be open-minded. Exactly. In order to see that it. is the key. That is absolutely the key, is is that you, you have to have that. Uh, but no matter how strong your belief is, you should still have a bit of skeptical, at least look for the normal yep. versus the paranormal. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. All right, All right I will, um, maybe I'll see you at next month's um, workshop at Circle. That would be great. Okay, uh, I'll talk to you later then. Yeah, bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Well, that was interesting. Uh, I always loved uh, talking with Cheryl, and uh, it's uh, always intri- – I mean, I'm really intrigued about that, that seance that she held. But anyways, I do want to mention one other thing. Don't forget – May, no, March 18th to the 20th, I'll be doing my first paranormal retreat with Gail from um, the, uh, uh, oh, God, Winsoul Studios. And it's going to be a combination of ghost hunting, seances, and uh, also everything from yoga to psychic development, psychometry. A whole weekend, uh, it's at a first-class uh 
place in Brunswick, Maine, and we also have access to uh, an empty mansion that uh, house actually that uh, is in the process being renovated that's attached to the end that has a history of haunting so we'll be doing uh, seances and uh, also the ghost hunt data so check out wind soul studio anyways hiccups the tune so i gotta go so thank you so much for listening see you next time <laughs>